central bank digital currencies under your skin? The EU dream of a global empire. Globalism, the 800-pound gorilla in America's living room. A red heifer update and a global digital IDs. All prophetic and in the news right now. We will discuss these and many other topics while taking your calls on this open line edition of the End Time Show. Well, good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dave Robbins with End Time Ministries, and I thank you for joining me on this edition of the End Time Show. And today's open line. I'll be taking your calls today, one 877 363 Call in any time. And <clears throat> so until we get some calls, I want to talk about something that's in the news right now. LifeSite News, many other sites. You know, Revelation 13, 16 through 17 says, And he shall cause all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. It's a global economic sanctioning system that's being created right now we're watching precursors in many different ways that will be used to economically sanction individuals to get them to bow down to the edicts of the world governing body. And folks, let me tell you, they're, they're very intricately putting this thing together so that people will not be able to escape it. And I know that there will be nations that will not be part of this and that will resist it, but most of the nations on the earth will come in complete alliance with this. And they'll bow down to it. They'll yield up their sovereignty to it. Let me give you one example. LifeSite News reported, this is the title of the article if you want to go read it. I posted it on my Facebook page earlier today. A top economist says, said that central bankers are planning on putting CBDCs, or central bank digital currency, implants under your skin, that that's the ultimate goal. Now remember, the Bible says, in the end time, this world governing body is going to put a mark in your right hand and your forehead. Without that, you're not going to be able to buy or sell. You're not going to be able to participate in society. I'm quoting a couple quotes from this article, and then I've got a video for you to watch. A prominent German economist, Richard Werner, says central, bank, central banks are planning to concretize central bank digital currencies in the form of microchips. That's their, he says that's their ultimate goal. And they're going to be implanted under the skin. That's what they'd like to do. A technology that would enable absolute government control over personal finances. Now, John prophesied this 2,000 years ago. And here we are. This guy's talking about it. Listen at this. He actually says, I was taught by a central banker that the central bank digital currencies look like a small, will look like a small grain of rice that they want to put under your skin. And, of course, this is Professor Richard Werner who devised the now widely used and, according to Werner, abused bank practice of quantitative easing 
And in a recent interview with Ivor Cummins, he tells this, and I want you to see a clip about this. Now, just a moment here. I want you to understand what you're going to see. He talks about how this central banker told him this and what they're planning on doing with it. So let's listen to the clip real quick. Because the technology was really ready um, around 2015 to roll out. Mm-hmm. And what, what people don't mention is, what do these CBDCs actually look like? You know, um, at the moment, there's a bit of talk about this being phone-based apps. And yes, that is the initial phase. But what was already ready around 2015 is the ultimate goal, what they really want. Apparently, I was told by a central banker, is, you know, CBDCs looks like a small grain of rice that they want to put under your skin, which is, in my view, a violation of human dignity. And they realize there is a hurdle. So... <laughs> to get people to get people to accept this, there will be you know why, why suddenly all the billionaires saying let's have universal basic income, because the story is going to be oh now we've created we've created this vast unemployment and, and uh, disruption and crises. Well, we need universal basic income. You will get uh, two thousand euros into your account every month, but of course to run this efficiently, we need to use the latest technology. So, you know, you you need the (laughs) CBDC uh, chip implant. But how many people will say, okay, fine, 2,000 pounds, Uh, 2,000 euros, you know? um." A surprising surprising proportion, shockingly, obviously, to me or yourself, but we've seen uh, years ago in Sweden, there has been a substantial small minority take-up of what's currently much larger. It's kind of like a little cylinder in stainless steel, I guess, maybe it's titanium or something, uh, and they are doing it because they just want to. They want to be early adopters of this nonsense. So if anyone's listening and that sounds fanciful or conspiracy theorish, uh, the fact is in Sweden they are taking it up and in other places, and that's not coming out of nowhere. That's not just some local tech firm makes this. You, you know, it's part of it's the early adoption kind of tendrils coming out from the mothership. So, yeah, interesting times ahead. Now, do y'all understand what they're talking about here? He said that the te- technology to roll out these CBDCs, that that was, that was ready in 2015. But they've got to set everybody up. They've got to um, get the right crisis put in place. They've got to get inflation. They've got to get all these different crises set up so that people will be willing to do that. And he also said that what, it, what they're proposing possibly is to give out this universal basic incomes. You've heard about that, where the um, a state or a government would give out so much money to somebody. He said 2,000 euros, potentially, 2,000 euros a month. And everybody's going to say, well, hey, 2,000 euros a month, I want that, right? Universal basic income. But it will come in the form of a central bank digital currency, and they'll say for you to have access to that, then you need to make sure you comply comply with our edicts. Now, on my uh, Facebook page, David Robbins, go look at it. I posted on End Time 1000. You can go watch this video. And he actually talks about them um, using these things to coerce people. If you're a dissenter, if you talk against the government, or you talk against this CBDC plan then they can cut that your ability to have access to that off. And so it's very important that we understand 
what these CBDCs are all about because these are things that we're going to have to wrestle with. Joe Biden would love to implement them here in the United States. He's a globalist. He agrees with the world government. He agrees with yielding up our sovereignty. Now, he would never tell you that. The, the liberal nightly news is never going to tell you that. But that's really what we're facing right now. It's everywhere. And so these are the things that we need to be looking at in the near future. What are precursors to this Mark of the Beast system? Things that we absolutely cannot comply with. And we'll be keeping you up to date on all of this. It's very important because I, 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 you know, would I take a central bank digital currency? Yeah, I don't know. I, I would wrestle with that. Um, it's something, it's a, it's a question we're going to be answering here before very long. A voice spoke to me and said, I've got something I want to show you. I was so sure God had talked to me. And I was stunned by what I saw. A direct fulfillment of this over 2,500-year-old prophecy. The United States will stand with Israel. Why haven't I ever seen this before? One-third of humanity will die. What do these beasts symbolize? The lion, the bear, the leopard. The combined beast from Revelation 13 represents the end-time government of the Antichrist. Understanding the end time. Now available for pre-order at endtime.com slash ABC. Go to endtime.com slash ABC or call 800-END-TIME. Are you ready for an extraordinary journey to the region that is the focus of more end-time Bible prophecy than any other? Well, look no further. Join us on an unforgettable journey to Israel. Our adventure begins down in Jerusalem where we will teach on the Mount of Olives, sing at the Garden of Gethsemane, walk down through the Kidron Valley, then we'll make our way north, have a boat ride on the Sea of Galilee while visiting Joppa, Mount Carmel, baptize in the Jordan River, and so much more. Don't miss out on this incredible trip to Israel. Spaces are limited. Book your tour today. Visit endtime.com slash tour or call us at 1-800-END-TIME. Join us for an experience that you will never forget. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End Time Show's TV and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning end time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com slash events to see when Dave will be in a location near you. Welcome back, everybody. And, you know, I know that it almost seems repetitive that I'm talking about the central bank digital currencies and this world government and these things. But this is one of the biggest things that we will face. We've got a World War III that's coming right at us. Revelation 9, verse 13 through 21. There's going to be a peace agreement 
either just before or after that. If I had to give an educated opinion, again, this is an opinion, I think that it's probably going to be World War III first, then the peace agreement after that. I can't prove that scripturally. That's why I say that's my opinion. However, it looks like we'll have World War III next, speculation, and then after that, the world community will look at Israel and the Palestinians and say, we're done with your conflict. You're going to sign a peace agreement whether you want to or not. The Bible says the Antichrist will confirm a covenant with many for a seven-year period, and then we'll move off into the final seven years. However, one of the things that we are watching right now is the ongoing fulfillment of a world government, a world religion, and precursors to the mark of the beast. Because there will come a time when the Antichrist will usurp authority over the world government and dole out the mark of the beast. That's during the Great Tribulation. So those systems are being set up right now. The current world government is being set up. A world religious system is being set up. And these are the things we're watching. So on the heels of World War III, that will be the entrance ramp for the Antichrist. Because after World War III, we will move into a fully functioning world governing body. Right now we have a world government established, but it it doesn't have the, the dictatorial powers that they want. But there will come a time in the near future, after World War III, where the nations will be willing, in the name of peace, to yield up their sovereignties to this world governing body. And that is the world government that the Antichrist will usurp authority over. He'll come on a platform of peace. I'm the great peacemaker. And everybody's going to think, we need peace. We just had a World War III. One third of the world's population was destroyed. The problem is, he's going to come on the platform of flatteries and peace. But it won't be very long until he turns into this demonic figure that's going to be the worst leader the world has ever known. And so this is what's coming in the near future. So when it seems repetitive that I'm talking about this all the time, folks, we are facing this right now. Decisions that are being made by the world government are affecting everybody on the planet, including United States citizens. All of this stuff, the socialistic overthrow of the world, the, um, the pushing of these central bank digital currencies, and the, all of the climate change things, and all of the wealth redistribution and all of that, all of that propaganda is coming from the United Nations, which is a socialistic entity. So we're having to deal with the um, effects of some of that. So we're living through it. So we've got to talk about it. I mean, I, I, I love talking about Israel. I love talking about um, the, the, the red heifers and the, the build, rebuilding of the third temple and all the different topics of prophecy. Of course we want to talk about that, the second coming. But something that we are facing today is this world governing body that is trying to um, consume the world. They've got tentacles everywhere. The, the, world, the United Nations is socialistic, so all of their arms are socialistic. They're pushing the Sustainable Development Goals, which are socialistic. So when they have a, in the Sustainable Development Goals, when they have a health um, area that they need to cover the health, global health, then they go to the World Health Organization to push that. Or trade, they'll go to the World Trade Organization, and then they're working with the governments around the world. They've got tentacles everywhere. And it's a world-governing body. So I've got to talk about it um, because we're living through it right now, and I don't want us to go through this thing with blindfolders on. So, very important. Okay. Let's get to the calls. Uh, again, the number to reach me, one 363 And I do have a couple lines open, so if you'd like to call in, let's do that. 
Uh, let's go to Gary right here in Texas. God bless, Gary. Welcome to the End Time Show. Hi, Dave. Um, Daniel chapter 2, 41, verse 41 42, we know is talking about the revived Holy Roman Empire. Mm-hmm. But 43 says, Whereas thou sawest iron mixed with miry clay, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men. Who is the they? So, uh, Daniel 2, 43, let, let me read the whole verse here. And whereas they, the, thou sawest iron mixed with miry clay, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men, but they shall not cleave together. The two theys there are the same thing. And even as, the, even as iron is not mixed with clay. So, they shall not mix themselves with the seed, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men, but they shall not cleave together. So, they are talking about the... When you're, so people need to understand who this is, Gary, first of all. When it talks about the uh, Daniel uh, 2, his vision, and that was the next thing I was going to bring up if I didn't have any calls. In Nebuchadnezzar's vision, the head of gold was the Babylonian Empire. The arms and breasts of silver were the Medes and the Persians. The belly and thighs of brass were the Grecians. The legs of iron mingled with clay were the Roman Empire. And then the feet of iron mingled clay, which is what this is talking about here, was the... Holy Roman Empire was an element of the Roman Empire, but it was also the religious element that was mixed in. That's what it's talking about here, the iron mixed with clay. It was the, the Holy Roman Empire, which did not exist at this point, and it would be established later on, and it would actually be in power at the time of the second coming of Jesus Christ. It would be a union of politics and religion in Europe, that would run the world at the time of the second coming. So when we get down to 240, uh, Daniel 2.43, it says, And whereas thou sawest, right here at the very end of the vision, I sawest iron mixed with clay, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men, and they shall not cleave to one another, even as iron is mixed with clay. So the question is, who is the they there? It appears to be, the clay is being mixed in with the iron. And the clay is the one... It, it's actually kind of talking about both of them, but mainly the clay, because the clay is the element that's brought in here. The um, legs of iron were already in the statue, but the clay is one that's brought in. So it's mainly talking about the clay. They shall mix themselves with the seed of men, but they shall not cleave to one another. So it's going to be the Roman element, the, the um, religious element of the Holy Roman Empire was always the leader of the, um, the most spiritual leader that came from Rome, which was always the Pope, all the way from 800 A.D. onward. And so they will mix themselves with the seed of men. It appears mainly that that's talking about the Roman element that is brought in, or I'm sorry, the uh, religious element that is brought into this picture here. Can I fine-tune my question? Yep. Could it be talking about transhumanism in verse 43 with all this uh, trying to connect human beings to the Internet of Things and the World Economic Forum and able to attack human beings and the graphene oxide that uh, is rumored to be in these uh, shots? And it's just, you know, I've seen a deal where eventually they're saying that we won't need cell phones that are bodies will yeah. be able to... Uh, so in my, opi- in my opinion, Gary, I, I don't think so, and let me tell you why. Because we read the Scripture really slow here. It says, And whereas 
thou sawest the iron mixed with clay. So that's who we're talking about here. And then, and then very next, right after the comma, it says, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men. So we're talking about the reborn Holy Roman Empire here. It says, but they shall not cleave to one another. Because one's going to be a religious element, one's going to be a political element. And even though they've tried to mix together throughout time, it is still not going to completely work because what the political element is going to try to do is to pull the religious element in to rather being a religious entity, they're going to try to make it political, which the Roman church has in fact done in many ways. But also the religious element kind of fights against the political element because politics is Satan's method of ruling the world, which is very corrupt. If you understand politics in the world today, most, most politics and the efforts behind that have become corrupt. And so that's why it says they, they're going to mix themselves with the seed of men, but they're never going to um, cleave to one another. It's, it's iron and clay. All of the empires were a metal, gold, um, silver, brass, iron. And then it gets to this last one. It said this is iron mixed with clay, which is the, the political element and the religious element. So in my opinion, I don't think it's necessarily the transhumanism although that may play into some of this before it gets over with. We can talk about world government and everything they're trying to do with electronics and AI and everything. However, I don't think that necessarily is what this specific verse is talking about. Okay, thank you. Yes, sir. All right. Good talking to you, Gary. Um, Let's go straight to Mary in Maryland. God bless Mary. Welcome to the End Time Show. God bless you, Dave. Thank you very much. Um, how is this implement of this um, chip, everything is being rolled out so quickly. Yeah. How will this kind of affect this new presidential uh, election that's coming up? I mean, will something happen before then, like uh, this climate change stuff, they're going to start causing all kind of stuff? Or uh, what is your opinion on that? So I'll, I'll take my answer off the air. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for the call, right. and God bless you. Um, God bless you. So the chip situation right now is not the mark of the beast. Because I will tell you, there are thousands of people in Europe that have already taken a chip. Um, but it's not the mark of the beast yet. It is simply some of them, like the guy in the interview said earlier, some of them it's like a little metal cylinder. People are taking it just kind of as a fad to unlock a car door or to use as a Bluetooth type situation um, to open your, to gain entry into a workplace. It can unlock doors, this programmable little chip in your hand. So it's kind of like a fad situation now. However, when, if we were to take this chip situation global and they were to put your, they were to tie your bank account to your chip. Now, think about that. In the future, that they would say, okay, like the guy said in the, in the interview, um, potentially giving a, a universal basic income where the government would give you, and he actually come up with 2,000 euros a month, which would be a lot of money. So 2,000 euros a month, and then the government would say, okay, now, your central bank digital currency, to have access to this money, we need to make sure that your 
political ideologies line up and everything, you're doing everything like you're supposed to do. It's like a social credit score all over again. They've already implemented this in China. And yet, if they were to put the access to your central bank digital currency, which, let's say in the near future, these things are rolled out, which they're being rolled out already in many countries. I think, I, I'm almost positive I read today there were 24 countries that have rolled a central bank digital currency out already. And then we're over 90% of the central banks around the world have already rolled out this technology. And so if they were to put your access to your central bank digital currency on the chip, then you can see where it could be an economic sanctioning situation because they would say, well, if you want to have access to your central bank digital currency, but yet you're not a, your idea, you're a, um, this guy actually said that if you were a political dissenter, if you didn't agree with the government, if you were talking against the government and you know, um, talking against this, this, the, the systems of this central bank digital currency being on a chip and everything, if you're talking against that, then they could potentially cut this off because the central bank's uh, digital currencies are going to be programmable. And if they were to cut this off, then it could be economic sanctioning all over the world uh, if it's implemented globally. So how, and now, I will tell you about the timing of all of this. The central bank digital currency, or the, uh, I'm sorry, the chip under your hand, a, a mark on your right hand or in your forehead. When does that become the mark of the beast? Because there are people that have chips in their hand right now that I would not say they have taken the mark of the beast, even though I would personally never do that because that's getting very, very close. I mean, a mark of identification in your hand, uh-uh. It's not never, never going to happen with Dave Robbins, never. So there are people that are doing this, but I would not say at this point they've taken the mark of the beast. Once a peace agreement is signed between the Israelis and the Palestinians that has the five specific characteristics to that, the biblical characteristics, then we move off into the final seven years. Halfway through that final seven years, the Antichrist will stand in a rebuilt Jewish temple proclaiming to be God. The Bible calls that event the abomination of desolation. Once that happens... That's when the Antichrist will, he will be in power over a world governing body. And that's when the Great Tribulation starts, that final three and one half years. And that's when the mark of the beast is doled out. During that period, to get your mark and to, and to be able to participate in society, you will need to pledge allegiance, thereby worshiping the Antichrist. You will have to be in complete alliance with him to have access to the means of functioning in society. And that's going to happen. So we're at least, the final seven years has not started yet. So we're at least three and a half years away from that happening. So until those things happen, I would not say you've taken the mark of the beast. However, two things I would absolutely never, ever, ever do. I would never take a mark of identification on my person. And I would never pledge allegiance to, thereby worshiping the Antichrist or the world governing system, ever. I would never do that because to worship the Antichrist will be to deny the real Christ and go off into idolatry. And it's going to be of eternal consequences, folks. You absolutely cannot do that. And we will make sure that we talk about it many, many more times before that comes on the scene. They that understand what is taking place will instruct many. Except a man is born again, he can enter or see the kingdom of God. 
I don't care what label you've been given or what label you've given yourself. You are essential. You still matter. This is a journey, and when we get to the other side of that, that's where our prize is. That's where our reward is. End time is not going anywhere. Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time. Understand how you fit in and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to intime.com slash future or call 800 in time. That's 800-363-8463. Welcome back, everybody. And again, I'm taking your calls today. It's open line, one 8463 I've got some lines open, so if you'd like to call in, now's the time to do that. I want to finish answering Mary's question here because it's a very, very good question. What about this presidential election coming up? We're going to be talking about that many more times. I mean, we're over a year out still. But, I mean, that year is going to go very, very, very fast. You're going to start hearing stump speeches. You're going to start hearing political speeches and debates. And all these things are going to happen here before very long. Man, are we already, what time? It's July. We're halfway through July already. We just started the year. What happened? Um, but it's going to come quick, isn't it? And I don't think, Mary, that the, the central bank digital currencies going, being chips in your hand and things like that I don't think necessarily that that is going to be one of the main issues in this next election because it's not going to happen here in the United States before uh, November of 2024, right? So I don't think necessarily that that is going to be, although if I could talk to the candidates, um, I would love to explain to them, central bank digital currencies, the ominous prophecies that that goes along with and what all that entails. Now, I know... I've talked about there are states that have passed laws against recognizing a central bank digital currency. That would be um, Florida is one, Indiana is another, and I think maybe one of the Carolinas, if I'm not mistaken. I know specifically Florida and Indiana that they would not recognize that. Now, I don't know how that's all going to play out because what if there are companies, let's say a Disney in Florida, what if they want to take central bank digital currencies to get in the theme park and to, and to pay for stuff? How will uh, Governor DeSantis and the government, how are they going to police that? I don't know at this point. Um, but would, that's something that we'll have to watch. However, how that will affect the upcoming elections in 2024, I don't think that will have much bearing on that. However, one of the things... Um, that I was going to talk about today if I had time. I may get there. I don't know. I got a lot of information. But is the process of globalization, that, will, that was one of the number one issues. If you understand these things, 
if you understand these things and the issues that really is, uh, like, the, uh, like I said, the, the 800-pound gorilla in the living room in America is the process of globalization and yielding up our sovereignty to a world-governing body. That is extremely dangerous here in the United States. It's a dangerous issue as we speak. Folks, forget about climate change and global warming, okay? God controls the climate. He always has and He always will. So that's a non-issue. I know they're hammering that in the, in the liberal news media, but don't, I wouldn't even pay attention to that. It was 106 degrees yesterday in Texas. That's not a result of climate change. That's a result of we live in Texas and it gets to be over 100 several days in the summer. That's part of life. And so when they try to spin, there was a tornado and it's because of global warming and a tsunami and all this was, listen, that's propaganda from the United Nations. All it is, all the, the um, human-induced global warming propaganda from the United Nations leading to climate change, it, the end goal of that is wealth redistribution. Just remember that, okay? And so the earth has heated up and cooled down ever since God created it on day one. And God can give us a 50-degree day here in Texas tomorrow if He wanted to. God can do anything He wants. I serve God, who is all-powerful, all-knowing, omnipresent, and He can do anything He wants to. And I know that the earth will be here for another thousand years. And the Bible says, as long as the earth remaineth, there's going to be hot, cold, spring, summer, winter, and fall. There's going to be all the seasons. There's going to be planting and harvesting. The Bible says that. And so I'm not concerned about human-induced global warming, which leads to climate change. The earth is going to be here for at least another 1,000 years. So that's not a big issue for me in the next election. You've got to understand these issues when you're getting into this. I hadn't even planned on talking about the election today, but it's a great question, Mary. The, the biggest issues for me, well, one of them obviously is abortion, the LGBTQ issue, many things like that. Uh, abortion probably is number one. If somebody's against abortion and somebody's pro-abortion, my mind's almost made up at that point as a Christian individual. Because um, I'm anti-abortion. And so it almost becomes pretty easy for me at that point. However, and you, you vote for whoever you want to. I'm just telling you the, the issues that I, uh, I look into. Again, the central bank digital currency, I think that's going to be a non-issue in the election for me. Um, however, the things I look for one of the biggest things that I'll look for in this next election would be, you know, I, I talk about taxes and all that stuff, but and inflation, I mean, to me, the, the, the decision's almost easy at this point. However, one of the biggest things is the process of globalization. Which candidate will take us out of world government and pull us out, or which candidate will push us in? Because that is, that's extremely important. It, again, it's probably the 800-pound gorilla in the living room. Because when you talk, the, um, right down here on our southern border, when, uh, I think Doug and Vince, I think it was yesterday, they talked about all the sex trafficking and all this other stuff. And, you know, there are over 80,000 children that are missing that have came into our country, not around the world, but here in the United States, folks, 80,000. 
and many of them, uh, you know, it's God knows where they're at. And so it's something that's huge for me because what's going on on our southern border down here, our government should be protect, stopping that, should be protecting our border and not allowing uh, this, all this huge wave of um, really an invasion of people coming in and allowing all this sex trafficking and all this other stuff to, to happen and all the drugs that are pouring across and everything with that. Well, that comes under the, the umbrella of globalization in America. The process of globalization is simply the, that the belief that the nation state is irrelevant. It's, we're done with that. It, is a, um, it's a, it, it means nothing anymore. And that nations should tear down their borders, not protect their borders, in other words, and yield, slowly yield up their sovereignty to a world governing body. What they want to do is like Europe. They want to create a global state that answers, or a, Europe uh, has a basically one big European Union, which is a state that answers to the parliament building in Brussels, Belgium. And they've done away with their borders, they've done away with their tariffs, all of that. Well, now we, here in the United States, think about this. We're not protecting our southern border. We have the strongest military on the planet, but we can't protect our southern border. Now, why would we not do that? Joe Biden could make a call and say, I want to protect the border tomorrow, and our military would be down here probably by the end of the weekend, and we could stop everything coming across unless somebody wanted to come in the port of entry and come in legally. I'm all about that. But I don't want Iranian terrorists and uh, Chinese drugs and all this other stuff just pouring across. And you get into this sex trafficking stuff and human trafficking and all this horrible stuff. So that's a problem. And it's a big problem for me in the upcoming election. Who is anti-globalism, who is anti-world government, who is anti-yielding up our sovereignty to a world governing body, and who is pro-world government. And I don't have to mention any names to tell you which candidate that will stand for globalism and which candidate would stand against of the main candidates. I mean, it's pretty easy to see. But a lot of people don't educate themselves on the issues. And so it, they just walk in there and they'll say, I'll just check bing, 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 and whoever, you know, and just go on. And, or, and there's also a lot of people that don't vote. So it's important. Get out and vote. Be a productive member of society, but make sure you educate yourself on the issues. For me, it, it could be, you know, maybe five or, five or six or seven or eight top issues. And if I, all I got to do is look at those and I say, I know who I'm voting for here. I'm not voting for this guy. It's really pretty easy for me. And you can throw the, to me, you can throw the Democrat, Republican, independent thing in the trash anymore. To me, it's all about the issues. And if a, honestly, if a Republican candidate came on the scene that said, I'm pro-world government and I'm pro-abortion and I'm the pro-pushing LGBT things and I'm pro-taxes and I'm pro-inflation and blah, 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 you know by what they're going to do. I would never vote for that guy. So it really, it, it depends on the issues. Am I educated on the issues? That really leads to how the election is going to go for me. Now, not, 
not how the election will go, but how I'll vote. Um, this next election, the presidential election, should be, it should be a very interesting situation, right? I want to see how it all goes off and how, how everything plays out. But, man, it's very, very important. Um, and we'll see how it goes. Okay, let's get back to the phones. Um, Janine in New York, welcome to the End Time Show. You today? I am doing tremendous. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Um, I had a, I had a question. Yeah. I don't know if I'm stupid about it, but I think it's ignorant is the correct word. Um, I don't know anything about central banks. Is it here in the United States? Yeah. Or is it just all in Europe? Okay. Um. So the central bank here in the United States, there's a, in every developed country in the world, there is a central bank. The central bank has nothing to do with the government. The central bank is a cabal of private bankers. It's privately owned, and it controls the economy of that country. And so what happened was, I'll give you just a really quick history lesson, and we, if we come up to a break... Just hold through with me, Janine, and we'll continue after the break because I'm coming up to one. But all the way back in, all the way back in 1910, there was a, a a group of bankers. They wanted a central banker in the United States. They knew they had to control the economy of the United States. They wanted to get control of that. The Constitution gives our Congress, a group of elected officials, the ability to control the economy of the United States, to print money, to say how much it's worth, raise the interest rates and everything, speed up the economy, slow it down. And so a group of elected officials, so if you don't like what they're doing, then you just vote them out and get some new people in, and that'll do what the American people want to do. Well, a cabal of private bankers back in 1910 decided that they wanted to create their own, or they wanted to get a hold of the economy of the United States. So what they did, they they tricked everybody, and they said, hey, us, this cabal of private bankers are going to go out on, on a duck hunt. They took fake, they took uh, guns with them and all this stuff, and, and they went out to an aisle off of Georgia right down here in the United States called Jekyll Isle. And they had this meeting. They come up with a thing called the Federal Reserve Act. When they come back from the meeting on Jekyll Isle, they, got, they had some um, politicians that they had under their thumb one of them was Senator Nelson Aldrich. And uh, Janine, here comes the break. So uh, give me, let's hold over the break because I want you to hear this. It's very, very important. Everybody needs to hear this because it'll really help our understanding of the central bank digital currencies. And then uh, after we're done with your call, then I'll go to Shar. So Shar, you just hold on a minute as well. But um, remember the Israel tour, everybody, October 4th through the 15th. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online with End Time Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the End Time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. 
Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you, and we love you. Okay, uh, Janine, sorry about that. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so what happened was after they came back from this um, quote-unquote fake hunting trip, they got with, they had this, um, the Federal Reserve Act, they had this document drawn up, and they got with some people in the government, Senator Nelson Aldrich and some other people, and they got the Federal Reserve Act passed in our, um, they got it passed through the House and the Senate, and it was approved, and they got it signed by the President, and what happened was the Federal Reserve Act took the power away from Congress, which our Constitution gives it to the Congress. It took the power away from Congress to manage the economy of the United States, and it gave it to this cabal of private bankers. And the cabal of private bankers, their entity is called today the Federal Reserve Bank. It has nothing to do with the government, and it's as federal as Federal Express. So today... We have a cabal of private bankers that own this um, and operate this Federal Reserve Bank. And the central bank digital currency would be a, 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 a digital currency. Like um, we've got cryptocurrency, if you're familiar with that. It's a digital um, entity. There, it would not be a physical dollar bill. It would be all digital, like a digital dollar, that type of situation. But they would right. be. It would be the govern. The it would be the Federal Reserve. It's just like our, our dollar bills now are Federal Reserve notes. But the right. central bank would issue these digital dollars. You'd actually have a bank account with the central bank, and they could program the central bank digital currencies to say, okay, if we don't want you to buy a gas stove, then no, we're go- we're gonna it's, we're gonna make the we're gonna program these central bank digital currencies so it'd be an invalid purchase. And so that's the danger in a central bank digital currency implementing that here in the United States because the central bank, which is a cabal of private bankers, would have absolute control over the money going into and out of your bank account. They could control you in every single way economically, and which lends to the prophecy of the mark of the beast in the future. So certainly don't want that here in the United States, but that's really what the central bank is. And there are central banks all around the world. The, the one that runs them, the central bank of the central banks, is called the Bank for International Settlements. That is in Basel, Switzerland. Our Federal Reserve Bank is here in the United States. That's correct. Uh, wow. Yeah. Wow. So in other words, I better start like stacking $100 bills at home? <laughs> well... If I want... <laughs> I, I, I don't don't I don't know about that just yet because I don't know if it's going to be fully implemented here in the United States. I, I'm asking myself the same question. I'm I'm reading. I'm studying. What do I do with you know the little bit of money that I have? Do I buy gold? Do I buy right. silver? You know what do I invest in? Because I, I I don't know when this happens. Will they have complete control over the stock market? I mean I'm asking myself the same question, um, and I'm willing to share 
as I do stuff, I'm willing to share that. But I'm, you know, I, I can't at this point because we're not far enough into the system. The central bank digital currency right. hasn't been implemented here in the United States. So I can't, right. I can't tell you right now how things are going to look on the other side of that. So I can't tell you what to do with your money. And so uh, okay. some of these things we're having to live through. I want to see and report what happens to some of these other countries when their central bank digital currency is doled out. That's what I'm watching right now. Because what happens there, I promise you, will happen here. And so we're, I'm watching that. Um, but I, I can tell you right now, it's going to be a system of control, Janine. And uh. what we can do, you know, with, with uh, Florida and Indiana passing laws against it being implemented in their uh, state, that is a wonderful thing. I was so happy when I saw that. How that's going to play out, I don't know. Um, because really, America is being segregated right now, in, and the lines really are not racial lines or economic lines. It's between, are you liberal, and do you love America, and you love the truth, and we're going to stand on this side, or are we, or, yeah. are we um, you know, uh, are, we, are you liberal, and do you want to go into the process of globalization and socialism and all that? I mean, that's kind of how we're being divided conservative, uh, liberal, and I mean, we're just, it's being pushed apart. And I think our government is doing that on purpose. And so that's why I say, educate yourself on these issues. Make sure you know what you believe, because if you don't know what you believe, wow, you can just be led, uh, you know, you can be led around like a blind person because you got, you got blinders on, you haven't educated yourself. That's why these radio programs and television programs are so important. Right, right. Yes. Well, Dave, you have you have given me so much information. I do thank you for that. Yes. And God bless you, and thank you for your show. All right. Well, thank you very much, and, and Janine, you have a great weekend. God bless you, and we will continue, folks. That's what we do here. We're researching. We're studying. We're having interviews. We're talking to people. I've got access to all kinds of people around the United States that are helping me with this stuff. I've got great friends, wonderful contacts, and as I know stuff, I'm happy to present it to you. And we, we do specialize in the prophecies of the Bible, but the prophecies align up with, they talk about a world government, a world religion, a, a precursor to the mark of the beast, and all these different things, a World War III, things we talk about daily. We're coming at that from a biblical prophetic perspective because here's the deal, everybody. I have interviewed people. I've been on so many radio and television interviews. I've heard so many DVDs and watched so much stuff and read so many books. And everybody out there is, many people are very good at looking at this stuff from a secular perspective. The world government and uh, the, you know, the, the United Nations does this and the World Health Organization. I get it. But none of them, I'm going to say very few of them, even look at it from a, a biblical, prophetic perspective. Most of them do not understand. A lot of radio and television interviews I go on, I've got to send them questions to ask me about Bible prophecy because they've, ne they've never studied it, and that's fine. That's why they're having me be an interview, and, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for that, that God has given us the ability and the knowledge to understand this stuff through an Irvin Baxter. However... It's important that you understand if you're getting your news from a, a, a nightly news source or something like that, they've got an agenda that they're pushing, pushing, pushing. And if you don't understand the issues, then you can say, well, this central bank digital currency sounds pretty good. The government's going to give us a couple grand a month, a universal basic income, and boy, I'm into that. 
But I'm telling you, there are 10 million strings that will be tied to these central bank digital currencies. And so it's very, very important we understand all the angles of this. And Bible prophecy to me, the Bible, number one. I want to know the biblical perspective because I'm trying to prepare people for heaven. That's the goal in all of this. But I don't want you to be led through these times that are ahead of us now like you have blindfolds on because that's simply, the Bible says during the end time, they that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. They that understand among the people shall instruct many. That's our job in these end times. Okay, let's go to Shar in Ohio. God bless Shar. Thank you for being patient. And what you got? <laughs> Hello, Dave. Um, you pretty much hit it on the nose, uh, what I'm about to ask my question, or mm-hmm. it may end up being more of a statement to you than a question. Yeah. Uh, but my question is, why are not more pastors and preachers uh, speaking on the end times? Um as, as you said, it's so true. We can see prophecy unfolding. If you know the Word of God and you've studied the Word of God, mm-hmm. uh, nobody even has to be a theologian in it, you know, yeah. but you can see and you have discernment of what's happening. But I noticed that a lot of pastors and preachers and even Christian friends that I have, I've asked about, is your pastor or your preacher preaching on these things? No, yeah. they're not touching it. And they say, with a 10-foot pole, <laughs> why is it yeah. that it's so important? And it's, it's, it's such, it gives us so much more hope. Yeah. Uh, we know how the story ends. Uh, uh, it gives us hope for these times that we're going to be in. They're uncertain. Yes, they're going to be troubling, but it still gives us the hope in our Lord yes. and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yep. But why are they not, why do you think they're not... They're not telling the congregations anymore. They're very quiet about it. Yeah. They won't touch Revelation. Yes. Why do you think that is? Well, the, I think there are several reasons for that. Number one, I think that there are pastors that just simply don't understand prophecy. There's nothing wrong with that. We specialize in prophecy. There are some things mm-hmm. about the Bible that I don't fully understand that I don't talk about that much because I don't understand them. Right. And, I, I mean, I'll read through them and I'll talk about them, but I'm not going to go into mm-hmm. a deep dive into that. Um, but with that's why I do so many prophecy conferences every year, because mm-hmm. I got friends of mine that said, look, I don't know about that stuff. I don't have time to study it all. You guys mm-hmm. are the specialists. Come in here on a weekend and do a conference. And that's why I do conferences mm-hmm. all over the mm-hmm. United States every year. So there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with not understanding something. When I don't know something, I simply say, I don't know, and let's go talk to so-and-so. I've done that many mm-hmm. times. So that's one of the reasons. The second mm-hmm. reason is because there are a lot of prophecy teachers out there. And mm-hmm. prophecy taught correctly mm-hmm. brings hope and faith and an assurance and different things. Now, there are some things that, you know, you can say, okay, I know World War III is coming. I don't, you know, that's kind of a mm-hmm. leery situation. But if I've mm-hmm. got my hands in Jesus' mm-hmm. hand, I'm telling you, I, he'll take us through mm-hmm. all of it. But Amen. in mm-hmm. the end times... Prophecy taught correctly will ignite people for evangelism in the end time, yes. not for fear. Yes. When, a, mm-hmm. when a prophecy teacher teaches fear, then everybody gets scared to death, and it's like, man, I, I don't even want to hear this. So mm-hmm. a lot of times a pastor won't talk about it, and a, they won't have a prophecy teacher in because they think, well, they're going to ignite fear in my church. Mm-hmm. That's not what mm-hmm. we do. When I go into a church, 
I am igniting that church for evangelism that says, hey, we're just prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ. We've got a world to reach, and I've got to preach and teach the gospel to every person on this earth. So I, we, we teach prophecy as a message of hope, and hey, let's, let's win this world for Jesus Christ, and that's what we're doing. We do not teach fear. I'm not trying to scare everybody to death when I go into, no. into a prophecy conference. So that's right. why I go to the same churches every year because mm-hmm. they want to know, hey, what's up to date? I don't know about the prophecies. Teach my church. Uh, let's set up a Bible study. I mean, whatever we got to do. Mm-hmm. So that's the main mm-hmm. thing is that um, a lot of churches see it as fear. There's another thing, though, that um, I, I think that there are some, maybe a small fraction of churches that don't want to run people off. Man, this pastor is all into prophecy. I'm scared to death, mm-hmm. and so I'm not going there. And so, mm-hmm. that, you know, I think there's many reasons why they wouldn't do it. The best thing to do is to have me come out and do a conference. And I'm mm-hmm. not saying that because I need more to do. I'm just saying if <laughs> I can come in on a weekend, teach understanding mm-hmm. the end time, and get, set your church up in a Bible study. And I'm telling you, you can be off to the races, and it really gives you a sense of a calming sense because yeah. I live in this world, and I'm not afraid. And so mm-hmm. if I can, if I can um, be like a jumper cable and jump that church mm-hmm. when I go in there and say, here's what prophecy is really all about, um, yeah. then people are like, oh, my goodness, I want to study that. I'm ignited. Mm-hmm. I'm going to win people to God. I'm going to build his kingdom. Mm-hmm. That's the reasons I think that a lot of churches won't talk about it. But I think a lot of churches are waking up, and thank God for that. Yes. Yep. Well, thank you. All right, Char. Well, thank you very much, and thank you for the call. God bless you. You have a great weekend. And wow, everybody, just want to make sure, don't forget the Israel tour coming up October 4th through the 15th. If you have not signed up for that, we still have some spots left. And call 1-800-363-8463. Ask for my wife, Jana, or ask for Brittany Motes, and they can get you set up for the tour. We're going to be ticketing here in just over a month. And so if you're wanting to go with us, uh, give us a call. Get signed up for that. It's going to be a great time. God bless everybody, and you guys have a great weekend.